With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's now time for the Weekend Preview with Mick Gannon, Dean Watling and Mitch Lewis. If I'm betting into races like this, I like to stick with horses that I know have race experience. So I've got Heisugi on top. To be or not to be, 100 to go. Heisugi wearing her down. To be or not to be. And Heisugi, photo finish. Photo finish. Heisugi or to be or not to be. I do have respect for Ayrton. I think if he returns in okay um, condition, he'll go pretty close. Ayrton just from Buffalo River. Kabling's going to have a dive. They hit it. Head bobber. Head bobbing finish. Ayrton maybe from Kablink. I think that's a good shout on Torrens, the place. Um, Dino, I think it looks the one. But no, Naval College, I don't think they'll be able to beat Naval College. Torrens, Naval College has a dip. Oh, he got up. What about that? Naval College found, lifted, and nutted Torrens right on the line. But I think Prince Joseph comes out of a really strong rating in favour win. Uh, this horse can either sit up on speed or sit just in behind it from gate six and prove too hard to beat. Definitely on top for me, Franz Joseph. But another favourite's going to win here at the farm. Happy Australia Day. Franz Joseph leads all the way. I'm pretty keen to be with number 10, H2O, as my best bet anywhere of the day. But it's H2O clear from Pagago. Be water, my friend. H2O won the Durbridge. But I've got V8 on top in this race. Recommendation folding up. V8 is gobbling it up. V8 in the middle. Lifts and wins. V8 first. Yeah, interesting. I really want to find Perry. It's a horse I've got a lot of time for. Perry L. Perry. And then uh, which part of Melbourne you are from, G. Perry stomped up. Took the front. Belsiel to second. But Perry, that's a smart winner. Perry first. John McNeil is the man for the job on this horse. I don't think I run it down, G. Race three, number nine. Very surreal. Best of the day at the Valley. And I have $100 on it. Very surreal. A length and a half fire of Edna. And very surreal. Very surreal. Pinch the race, McNeil, by a half length. More victorious on top, Crafty Eagle Danger. Because I have a more victorious on top as well, so that we line up and one at values. A more victorious off the sharp trial is going to treat these with contempt. A more victorious easily. I didn't mind number seven, Tashi, for the Snowden team first up. Tashi still in front, either horse fighting back on the inside. Tashi just in front, Tashi saw it out. Tashi by a neck on the line. It's getting ridiculous, isn't it? That went for about 20 minutes, that package. Well done to the team. Dead set on five recent times. Um, let's welcome in Mitchie Lewis, who had an absolute fill-up there last weekend. Hello to you, Mitchie. Morning, Gareth, Dino, and Gano, if he's there. Oh, look, it helps when I'm the only one that did two shows, but I'm glad hopefully the listeners followed in and it's a team game this show, Gareth. Yeah, 100%. Hello to you, Dean Watling from deanwatling.com. 
Morning, Gareth, Michi, Mickey Gannon. Yes, Michi on fire, mate. The mayor of Mount Gambia absolutely taking the bookies to the sword. Good to see. I might have to change the show's name to Giddy Up Michi Lewis soon, Gareth. That's a very good point. We should do that, actually. Um, Michi, when do you want to take over? You can sign the contract <laughs> and away you go. Uh, where's Mickey Gannon? Where are you today, brother? Gee, Hall, just sitting here at the uh, pool watching the kids do a couple of laps in their swimming carnival and hopefully uh, get a few victories up. The, uh, good afternoon for them. Better afternoon for me because I get to sit back and uh, watch a few races while watching the kids swim. Rail out nine metres on a good four there at Caulfield. Mickey Gannon, we're just going through that first race. Lost is the 260 favourite. Excommunicado at 460. Barbie's Doll 550. Lady of Poise at 650. Single and Ready at 750. Then down. Don't doubt Layla at $10. It's a good race to kick off proceedings. Do you have an opinion there? Cracking race to kick off proceedings. I think losses deserve a favourite, mate. Happy to lean that way in a really good race to kick off today. Yeah, and Mitchie Lewis and Dean Watling, just recapping your tips there. You're both with Lost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Smoke and Giants at $3 with Bet365. It was impressive on debut over a mile there at Packenham, but it as Catherine Coleman told me this morning, he's nearly the biggest horse in the stable. Will Caulfield suit him? He's at $3. Just a boom at $6. Crossover kid at $7.50. And then we go to Jen Richero at $8 and Dumbelieven at $8.50 there. Mickey Gatton, what are you doing in the second race at Caulfield? Yeah, I think Smoke and Giant being a big horse is fine given the draw. I just want the track to play fair. I didn't hear what Mitchie thought the track predictions were like, but I think Smoke and Giant's definitely uh, the horse to BG, and from that wide draw, probably going to get clear running at some stage. Um, well, outside leader for it, I think it'll get the job done. If not 1-1, one, one, I think it looks a, looks a good bet, G. All right, then. What are you thinking here, boys? Mitchie Lewis and then Dino? Yeah, I had um, Smoke and Giant on top, but I probably don't want to play him at that price. I just... His win first up was impressive to the eye, but it wasn't anything super outstanding at the clock. I think if he gets his own way, he'll be okay. But if the race becomes a little bit messy, I thought maybe a horse like just a boom at value, but I'm probably not super keen to be betting into this race, Dino. Yeah, I agree. It's probably not a race I'm betting into. I think the query of Smoking Giant is probably the pressure around him. On paper, it looks to be a fair amount of speed up front. So I think it's a tough ask to take $2.80 about a horse who's won sort of in the midweeks come straight to a Saturday grade. I don't think there's any value there. And outside of it, I struggle to make a case. So Gareth's probably raced that I won't be betting into there on Saturday, Caulfield. Okay, then D-Lane and P. Moody on fire at the moment when they combine. And D-Lane just, he's, I've never seen, I've never seen him ride better at the moment, D-Lane. So you just back him and usually you just be winning. Um, Johnny Rocker at 210, wide gate, but he was impressive first up the other day for Nick Ryan at Flemington. Dakota Lee at $6, Miss Atlantic at $7.50, Tanto at $9 with Bet365. Nick Ryan, um, Dean Watling was bullish about his chances today, despite the draw, I should say, on Saturday. Would you back him at 210? I probably wouldn't at that price, to be honest. I think uh, we all gravitated towards that horse first up, big spruik, and ran second to um, a, a really nice horse who's gone on to win since again. So I think he is the winner in this race. And Nick Ryan strikes at 14% first up comparatively to 16% second up. So you'd think there'd be natural improvement just from the gate. And I think the market's found here. I don't think there's any juice there. So I think he's the winner, Mitchie. But I don't think I can chime in at the price. Maybe if we got out to uh, $2.50 price, I could maybe have a little bet there. Yeah, I like that as well, Dino. I think that's about the right price. I think he wins. If you wanted to talk figures and benchmark ratings and stuff, he's clearly in front of these. And I think the first up run, there's form around it. It was a pretty good run. Uh, 
210 short enough. I'd probably just be waiting to race day to see if I could get something a little bit juicier, but he should be winning this race. Mickey Gunn, do you like the 210? Yeah, form line stacks up. I think he's probably a good thing, but I think you can wait. I think we get closer to $2.30, $2.40G, but I suggest he'd be winning the race for sure. Love this race. Coleman's at 270, been well supported. Anisa at 270. This is the featured two-year-old race there at Caulfield on Saturday, and uh, it'll be a great guide towards the Blue Diamond Stakes, this fourth race there on Saturday at Caulfield. Of course, it's the Chairman Stakes. Scampi at 5.50. Counter-offensive. Mail is, is that the stable want to lead at all costs. Well, the connections do anyway. So um, they will be putting their foot down. I think they believe that the 1,000 metres is much better for counter-offensive than the 1,100 metres in Sydney. Evaporate at 20 to 1. Express yourself at $23. Great race here, um, Mickey Gannon. Which way are you leading? Are you with Coleman or Anisa or counter-offensive or even Scampi? I have real doubts about the, the depth of the Anisa form from last start. However, in saying that, I have real doubts about the quality of this race altogether. And I think Anisa clearly picks itself. Its ratings are far superior. Maps an absolute treat behind a, a lot of speed. And if, if they go really hard on a counter-offensive, then it only makes it easier for Anisa. I think Anisa's the best at it. It's a four-field card, mate. I'm happy to take the, uh, the 2 dollars 70 365. Happy to jump into that one for sure, Mitchie. Yeah, I'm with Anisa as well. Uh, Gano touched on a lot of points like um, figures and that. He said about the form out of the last race he wasn't keen on, but I've been like a broken record over the last few months. That... Dali Ottawa Stakes that she debuted in is this very strong form reference, and she was second in that race. So I think Anisa gets the job done here. Uh, Coleman's probably got some good upside, but I think Anisa's got the runs on the board at this stage to be winning. Dino? Yeah, I'll make it a trifecta. Anisa on top. A little bit sort of a query out. I know Coleman won well on debut, but the figures out of that race were awful. So obviously natural progression, second preparation. I love that. Um, I think he's the danger. I want to be against counter-offensive and Scampy. I don't know how Scampy's sixth sold in the market. I think that horse has probably been overbet and maybe um, both starts. Trials have been okay leading into this. Counter-offensive's been good in trials, but that's been beating Manos, who's now gone to the paddock because they're disappointed. So in my mind, maybe that's overbet as well. So Anisa on top. Uh, that tick-over trial was lovely. All beat. Okay. She really fell in that. Um, I think she's a good bet here, Gareth. All right, then. So... Um, yet 270. Should you be backing her to win a Blue Diamond Stakes? Geez, Moody and Coleman are confident about her chances. They they think that she could even be a slipper horse here, Dino. Yep. Well, I think they're a really good stable to get a guide on with their horses, the way they speak. I think that's the, the biggest thing for these big trainers. Um, I think Marin Eustace, a, a great man now, um, Walla, Waterhouse, those yeah. big stables that know exactly where their two-year-olds are at. I think you've got to stand up and listen when they do say, those type of things. So it's a big effort, we know, from a diamond to a slipper. Um, but I think if any camp can do it, um, Moody and Coleman are, are the camp to listen to. So I love that wrap. I love that push. I think that just adds layers to the form. So I'd be getting on Anisa now for the Blue Diamond if you think that she can win on Saturday because she'd be shorter um, for the Blue Diamond if she does do what the boys expect her to do there in the Chairman Stakes at Caulfield on Saturday. Kyle wanted to know about counter-offensive in race four. Boys, they're taking counter-offensive on. He's going to go very quick up front for Blake Shin. Um, a thousand metres might be his best distance as well, but they believe Anisa will be too strong in that fourth race. Let's have a look at race number five there at Caulfield on Saturday. Punch Lane, $4 for the Freemans. Um, good ride. Good book of rides for Mark Sara there on Saturday. Sondi at seven fifty. 
Hoo-ha Ravana at $10. Then Rumbled again hasn't had much like this prep at $10. And Trippet Eagle at $11. Masterful at $12. Mulkeb at $12. Greenbelt at $15. Regal Seuss at $15. El Rocco at $17. Bullet Wing at $19. And then $21 and better for the rest here, Mitchie Lewis. This is a deep field here with plenty of chances. Yeah, and it's tr- tricky enough. So I am I was torn a few ways on what I wanted to do, but how I'm going to play this race is I'm just going to hold fire. I'm just going to watch the market around Green Belt. So we know that Green Belt was a savage drifter first up, but off a long spell, probably needed that run. I'll just map him getting in the best position. I just want to watch what they do. And if there's a little bit of money around for him, I think he's a chance. I think he's a strong place play. Um, but if there's money for him closer to Saturday, I'd suggest that maybe he's ready second up. I don't know what Dino thinks here. You're against Greenbelt last start, I reckon, because of that drift. So I might be looking in the wrong direction, Dino. Yeah, I think you, you summed up well. It's an incredibly hard race. It's probably not a race I'll bet into, but I think the market will tell us late on Greenbelt. Like you mentioned, long layoff. Some horses can handle it. Some horses come out and they run a career peak and then drop off second off. Um, then horses do the opposite. Um, potentially Greenbelt's in that. Um, category, Mitch, I think you make a really good point though. If the market likes it late, I think that's when you chime in with confidence. But for me, Gano, it's probably not a race I'll be betting into. No, found it very hard. This maps are very, very important here. I thought Van Roy with Benny Melamon, number 13, could be a blowout chance, gets the 1400 metres, a chip that it really likes. You're getting around $26, I think $29 is the best racing file. I think you could probably play that on a one by uh, four basis, G. All right, then let's have a look at race number six. Herman Hess for Kiramar and Craig Williams is the favourite. Keeps on improving this preparation at $3. Monbahar at three eighty for Matty Kamani. Geez, I like the performance of Grand Promenade first up for Shane Jackson the other day at four eighty. Then we go to Wasaka at $10 and Skelm at $17 here. Dean Watling, do you have an opinion here? Yeah, I think you gave a, a little sneaky push there for Grand Promenade. I think the map suits really well. Interesting to see. Gate, uh, race six, sorry, we should have this track figured out, but it should be a race void of speeds. I think if Grand Promenade improves here again, second up off that first up run, will be hard to chase down. But Mitchie, these 2,400-meter races do my head in. It's not my sort of forte, sorry. so I'll maybe leave this one out. And Mitchie for Retless, I forgot about him for Paul Proust, who's at 480, impressive the other days on the fourth line of betting. Yeah, I uh, had Grand Promenade as from a map perspective, but I was just a little bit concerned that he's got to carry seven kilos more than Herman Hess, who was pretty impressive last start. So if Craig Williams can just track up Grand Promenade and not get too far back, I'd, I'd say he looks the one, but it's between those two, in my opinion. Gano, I'm not super keen in this one. Yeah, no bets for me in this race, right. fellas. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and have a look at the quaddy legs at Caulfield on Saturday. We'll also pre Rose Hill. On Saturday afternoon as well. This is the weekend preview. Mickey Gannon, Gareth Hall, Mitchie Lewis and Dean Watling with you on uh, this Thursday morning. Hopefully you're enjoying your morning, whatever you may be doing. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Giddy up with Gareth Hall. Car gets harder at calls as we welcome back. This is the weekend preview. Welcome back. This is the weekend preview. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 0499736736. To send in your text messages, and if you've got a winner for us this week, um, let us know. Uh, just head to the SEN Talk, um, which is on Giddy Up. Go to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Click on that. 
um, click on the talk button. You can record your message and let us know who you like this week. We'd love to hear from you. Move for Lex is the favourite in race number seven. He's first up since Cranbourne Cup Day when he was behind Jimmy's the star. He's at $5. Starvager at $5.50. Dublin Journal at $7.50. A notice that was good the other day at Flemington at $8. El Salado at $9. Captain Britain at $8.50. Brooklyn Boss at $9. Typhoon Harmony at $12. British Columbia at $17. Um, Hasseltoff at $17. Good luck here, Mitchy Lewis, for the first league of the quaddy at Caulfield. Yeah, it's pretty open, obviously, with the fave around that $5 mark. So move for Lex for me on top. I think he'll take improvement second up, and he's been a winner here at Caulfield before. Uh, he's lightly raced. says he's been gelded since that last run as well, and he's had a couple tries now. So I think he looks ready mm-hmm. to be able to improve off that run Cranbourne Cup day, and um, I think he'll land in a good position from Barrier 16, eh? Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly, Mitchie. I think the, the speed map is key for Mufalex. I think there's not too much speed. He can probably position up on speed. Um, race seven, so we should have his track again figured out. So I think if there's any late money for him, I think he's the one to beat in this race. But like you mentioned, Gareth, it's pretty wide open. Um, here. What are you thinking here, Mickey Gannon? Yeah, I thought there was plenty of speed. I thought British Columbia will come forward from the wide gates, and I thought every horse from barriers one to seven has a bit of speed. So I think the race will really set up well for a notice. Getting a good price, I think it's a great bet, as long as the track's playing fair, G. I think a notice is a great each way play. All right, then. So I'm getting you for the first league of the quality there and notice $8 and $2.90 for Team Hawks. So, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do us. Um, every day of the week, let's have a look at race number eight on the program, and this is an interesting race. One of the features there for um, the Mayors on Saturday, race number eight on the program, which is the Belmain Stakes. And you've got Rotarataki that we just had a chat to Maddie Williams today, says that she's had a different preparation, a little slightly different preparation than what she did this time last year when she won the Belmain. She'll be a better horse second up. So 380, just be a little bit careful with her come Saturday. A little deep's flying at 480. Rich Fortune, I loved her run the other day at Geelong at 750. Party for one at eight dollars. Sneaky Page brings Sydney form at ten dollars. Penthouse at ten dollars. Nikoni at ten dollars. Then Vagrant at twelve dollars. And then big prices for the rest here. We'll start with you, Dean Watley. Yeah, tricky enough race. Uh, it's probably really good information for the punters out there with Rotar and Taki. So you look at this race on paper and just off figures from last preparation, you think um, that horse would be incredibly hard to beat. But listening to the stable, maybe she does need the run. That opens the race up completely. I agree, Gareth. I've been loving the runs of Rich Fortune. But she's just teasing us uh, as a horse. Um, she's yet to win one this preparation. I know she's knocking on the door. Gate four, she should have every possible chance. I'd reluctantly probably side with her here, Mitchie, but I think it's another race. These sort of back-end races of the card are really, really tricky in my mind. Yeah, I like Rotarataki. Even though they think she'll improve second up, I still think you're getting a pretty fair price around that 380 mark uh, for a horse. Look, she's she's got group-level form lines around um, some solid horses, and some of these other horses are coming out of benchmark level. I just think she's sort of got the runs on the board that, yeah, she'll find the position where I think you want to be in the middle of the straight. Uh, yep, she might improve, but I, I just think she's got a slight bit more class on a few of these in the race, which should see her through and improve second up as well, Gunner. Yeah, it's an interesting race, isn't it? it? It has a group three here, but I'm not sure how many of these will go on with it. Uh, wouldn't be shocked to see Penthouse sort of just jump, lead, they leave him, leave her alone a little bit, and 
if they do that, I think she's got the potential to uh, put them away. You've got Geordie Charles aboard. He rides them as well as anyone out in front. And, gee, you're getting your price. I'm happy to be with Penthouse on an each-way basis, G. So Penthouse get $10, 3.10. And Rotar Ataki, Betty Williams said she could still win, but she'll be better second up. Uh, she's still the 380 favourite. Are you playing anything here, Dino? Are you taking which Rich Fortune or are you leaving this race alone? I'll probably leave the race alone, to be okay. honest. So I have a love affair with Rich Fortune, but it's becoming a little bit toxic yep. with me and her. So uh-huh. maybe it's, right, maybe she'll jump out of the ground and win, Gareth, as soon as I jump off. Race nine's a beauty. Midtown boss at 2.30. Looking forward to seeing what he can do again. Um, Ray Magnerio, who's had a great preparation at 7.50. Jungle Jim at $8. Ken at 8.50. Branton won't start um, because of the gate. Chester Murray at 15. Twin Perfection at $19 here. Mitchie Lewis, what are you doing in the second last? Yeah, look, I'm willing to risk Midtown Boss. I can see he's an exciting horse, got lots of talent. The first up win was impressive, but at that price, the map concerns me where he might land from barrier three if he gets back a little bit and he gets stuck on the rail. So if he was a bit more value, perhaps I'd be interested. But look, Ray Magnerio was second to Jungle Jim last start, and Jungle Jim got all of his own way. I don't think he'll get all of his own way here today. I think a few like Shershoff will go up there and pester him. I think it might set up a bit nicer for Ray Magnerio here today. He's in each way price, so I'm going that way for the value in the race. And like I said, I'm not I'm not potting Midtown Boss. I'm just a little bit concerned at that price where he might land in the run, Gunner. Well summed up, Mitchie. Uh, completely agree. I have no idea how I'd play my money here, G. Uh, but I really think it's one of the better races on the card. Imagine, gee, imagine if Tim jumps out of the ground. Fair dinkum, Dana. Yeah, she probably will. We're all off her this week. She'll come out, she'll win by five lengths and be that horse that we thought she was. It's an interesting race. I can't be with Kim. I can't be with Ray McNerio, and I can't be with Jungle Jim. I think uh, Midtown Boss is hard enough to beat. Um, that former round, Mornington Glory, has come out to win two since, um, since Midtown Boss put two and a half lengths on it. I think the query, like Mitchie said, was the gate going to get back. I think this is one of the bets, boys, that mm-hmm. there's no point chiming in now. We could lose our money, get to Saturday, and it's an on-speed paradise, and this horse can't win. So I think we wait till Saturday, make sure they can run on from sort of off-speed, and then that's when we chime into Midtown Boss. Because on paper, Gareth, I think that horse is um, really, really hard to beat. Good luck to Reese Goodwin too, Mickey Gannon, your man. One of the most fascinating runners all day is Bullfinch. And I thought he might have purchased this galloper online, former Chris Waller trained galloper. He ran some nice races under Sea Waller. Um, but a lot of the big owners have stayed in this horse. Like um, just having a look at the ownership there of Bullfinch, you've got um, you got the Green Laws, uh, Magic Bloodstock, you've got... Um, um, who else have you got? We're at Bloodstock as well. Um, the Cook family, some big names there. So, um, big opportunity for Reese Goodwin with Bullfinch. Probably needs a, a lot further, but it'll be fascinating to see how he goes. Great to see. Yeah. Great to see for Reese. Hopefully, he kicks a few goals with that one. Be, uh, oh, will it be in that one? I'm sure at some stage as well. Yeah, race ten. You got Poland at twenty seven dollars with Bet three six five at Caulfield. Um, just having a look at the market here. Jimmy's a star at 220. Jeez, there's a lot of positive talk around him after his trial. Who dares 750? Brun King. Does he need it heavy? Brun King is at $8. Magnus Spin. God bless him. Hey, Mitchie Lewis at 11. Ton of grit at 15. Elkington Road at $19. Up and under at 19. Sacred Palace at 20 to 1. Sandy Prince at 20 to 1. Then we go down to Forbidden City and Poland around the $26 quote. You can kick off here, Mickey Gannon. 
Well, gee, I found it almost impossible. I think they're betting a big price Poland, but you've got the big wave. You do have yeah. Mark Zara aboard. Then you've got uh, Elkington Road that's now out to a, a, probably a backward price for a horse that we probably should all be dropping off. I think you might get closer to sort of, you know, 30s come um, Saturday on Elkington Road. And if we do, I'll be happy to have a play. But very hard at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that keen Jimmy Starr. Like, at the price, you could blow them away for sure. But... Uh, I'm happy to see, wait and see how it goes, G, and see what kind of price we do get at Elkington Road, okay. Yeah, look, I'm a bit the same with Jimmy Starr. He's an exciting horse, and I'm keen to see him, but I'm a little. he's a bit too short for mine. I was thinking maybe a horse like Who Dares Each Way might be an interesting play that got, had some good races in its last few, but, yeah, I'm not risking Jimmy as a star. I just don't want to be backing into that price. I'll be looking for value around it, Dino. Yeah, well, Gareth, I'm guessing Mickey Lewis and Mickey Gannon haven't been perving on these jump outs. I think Jimmy Starr's uh, um, as close as... Yeah, don't say it, don't word. say it, don't say don't it, not. Dino. I was about <laughs> to say it. <laughs> he's going I to be he's, uh, awfully hard to beat, Jimmy boy. He is. I think this might be the last time we've seen him in benchmark grade as well. If yeah. you have a chance, have a look at jump out. I know he had residual fitness, but the two big ticks for this horse is his last start, his show tackle tactical speed and in his latest jump out he showed tactical speed so I mean, if you're going to be a good horse in Australia you can't be sitting back last and rounding him up every start especially at Caulfield so I think gate six he's going to land off rails midfield roll and I can't wait to see his electric turn of foot I think he could be one of the rising in stars oh, sorry. in the autumn you go, sorry Dino I was going to say in saying that like if, if I'm getting close to 240-250 I might back him I just because I think you're right. He'll go forwards a little bit more with Blake Sheen. It's just at that $2.10 price, I'm getting each way, you know, place value around him. So I'm just recommending waiting, I should All say. Right then. So you're getting, two, you're getting 220, you'll get 240. Um, Do you think he'll drift? I think he could go potentially know. the other way. I think he might start sub $2. I know he's going to probably get back, but with that combination, with that gate, um, potentially if the track's playing heavily on speed or something. But the way I think the track's going to play, I think he might even start a little bit short if he can forecast that yes. little bit of improvement. Had a there's, chat to there's, 15, there's 15 horses in the race lead, and the market's about 130. So it'll ha- something has to give. Uh, you'd, you'd have to get out a little bit, surely. Yeah. Had a chat to Sammy Williams, who bred Jimmy's a star. Of course, they stand per and canter at uh, Little Avondale starting. He's still got a small share in Jimmy's a star, and... Boy, he's excited to see what he can do. He's a better horse than these. And, um, yeah, I think he'd be winning that 10th that race there at Caulfield. Staking plans, lads, quickly at Caulfield. Mitchie? Uh, yeah. Oh, so I'm going to have $100 race four, number two, Eniza, and $100 race eight, number one, wrote to Arataki. All right, then. So he didn't listen Are to Are we me. restarting this now? We're on the show for together for the first time this year? Yeah, no yeah, problems. What, 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 I've had about five people talking to me at once there. So, what was your, what were you thinking there, um, Mitchie? What do you want? Uh, that we restart the tally. I, yeah, hundred percent. We'll yeah. restart from today, first of February. Um, I'll, I'll even participate here and show you boys. <laughs> hey, just, just lay off the twelve leg multi, right? Yeah, good yeah. to see you've been listening to Matty Williams with your staking plan. You're still putting Rotarotaki in there, um, Mitchy Lewis. I love the confidence. <laughs> yep. yep. Dino, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to have a hundred dollars race one number one loss. I think it is the best bet on the program. There, I think Jimmy Star's a good bet, um, but I just ran out of money to spend this week. All right, then. So a hundred dollars the win on loss. What about you, Mickey Gaddon? How does he keep running out of money, this Dino? I tell you what, he's got plenty. 
We're going to go Anisa as uh, Caulfield race four, number two, Anisa into. We're going to I'll let them into a bit of a insight here before we touch on Rose Hill. Rose Hill race nine, number six, our Kobe Summer. We're going to take the double G. We're going to get five dollars forty. We're going to have all of the two hundred dollars right, on it for the staking plan, mate. You've been doing this for over a year now. Usually we just let that like the, if you're going to um, double up. Um, with the multis, you just wait to the end. But anyway, yeah. Well, the give... problem is, problem is, mate, we've got a fifty meter freestyle coming up, and I may not be on. It's going to get in nice and early. You that's know? a good push, you mate. That's a good point you make. Rails out six meters at Rose Hill, soft five. How do you think this track will play, Dino? Yeah, I think it'll favour those four to midfield. There's two sort of meetings to reference. Uh, last year, the latest played really fair, and then the one before that with the rail out six played heavily on speed. So I think four to midfield, especially that eleven to twelve hundred meter track set up from the shoot start, uh, dry track. Um, yeah, that's the way I've played it, Gareth. Until right. we see else, anything else on the day. Let's have a look at the first race there. Race number one, of course, which will be the first race. <laughs> um, Normally yeah, how it goes. Yeah, usually how it goes. Trees, at, one five, up, trees at $5. <laughs> Sumo Star at $5. Big Happiness at seven fifty. Black Chick at eight fifty. If you don't have an opinion here, boys, just we'll run through these races. But the Midway, any love there, Dino? No, leave me out of the first two races at least far go off the highway and the midway. Not for me this week. Mitchie? No, I'm the same. I'll leave that to the specialists. All right, Mickey Gannon? Let's just go straight to race three, G. All right, then we'll go to, we'll <laughs> go straight to race three, straight after the news here on Giddy Up. Live across Australia on SEN Track, Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Gannon and Dean Watling. This is the Canterbury Stakes over the 1100 metres, um, which is one of the features at Group 3 level for the two-year-old Colts and Gowlings. Can't wait for this contest. Let's have a look at the market with Bet365. Prost at 260. Traffic Warden at 350. Fearless at $4. King of Rousseau, Rousseau at $9. Enhance at $12. And then big prices for the rest. Will we be cheering or cheersing? I think that's what they do in Germany, don't they? Prost, $2.60, Mickey Gannon? I think it will be. Uh, Alarm, uh, Barrier 1, Timmy Clark, Waterhouse Spot. Recent trial is very good. I'm sure Dino will touch on it, but I, I think that that's just the perfect setup. 1,100 metres at Roseville, Barrier 1. Four seconds to get on speed and be very, very hard to beat, G-Man. All right, then, Dino? Yeah, really good race. Obviously, this is for the boys. Uh, past couple of winners, Red Resistance, Best of Bordeaux, Prague. Vancouver and Ferrari, all horses of the past that have won this event. I think the boys' event is probably a little bit more tricky than the girls. I would lean the way of Proust as well. I think gate speed, 1,100 metres, is going to posse up on speed. And looking at the trials, I'd suggest that out of the, all the horses here have gone for a break. And Proust is probably the one that's shown the most improvement. Fearless is the main danger for me. Probably want a little bit against Traffic Warden. Um, so I expect Proust and Fearless here, Mitchie Lewis, to, to fight it out in the, the Canterbury Stakes. Yeah, I had Traffic Warden on top. I just thought the two runs we've seen him at the races, uh, he was second behind Stormboy and then went on to Caulfield and won. I sort of like what I've seen from him so far, so I had him on top, but I'm not filled with confidence in the two-year-old races here today. All right, then race number in Saturday, you should say, Mitch, if you're going to take over Sorry. the show, it's yeah. on Saturday. 
Um, race four, the Southern Cross Stakes over 1,200 metres. you got Lady Laguna, 2.30. Hard to say, 4.20. Malkovich needs to lead. I think he'll lead, 4.80. Baller at 8.50. Cristilli at $11 with bet 3.65. And then on the lead, leads the rest there at $16 here, Dino. Yep, fascinating race. The Winkers go on, Malkovich. Is that an alarm bell that maybe they're trying to find something with him or is that a positive and he's going to lead them up? The, the speed map reads really well for him. 1,200 metres again, shoot start, uh, favours those horses up on speed. So if they give him cosy enough lead, I think he's hard to beat. But the big tick for the favourite, Lady Laguna, is she can go back, she can go forward, wet, dry, doesn't matter, comes off an exceptional win. I think it's a positive 13 back to 12. I know she ticked the box last start, but I think she's a much better 1,200-metre horse, Gano. And probably the big query horse in the race is Cristilia, the three-year-old filly down the bottom of the page. But I'm really keen to be with Lady Laguna here, Gano. All right, then, Mitchie. Interesting, isn't it? Oh, you go, Mickey. Go, Mickey, then Mitchie. Sorry. Sorry, G-Man. Um, I took a short ball off, uh, off Dino there. He doesn't usually throw well, many crunched. Uh, <laughs> He's got crunched. <laughs> I think Malkovich is a great bet here. You're getting a really, really good price about a horse you know it's going to be on speed. If there's any on-speed bias or an even bigger tick, uh, I think the wink is going on. Is it a question? Or are they just looking to get the absolute best out of this horse? Freshen looks absolutely ideal for a recent trial. Good. Jay Park ticks so many boxes. I can't believe the price we're getting. It's the best bet of the day at Rose Hill for me. Race four, number two, Mitchie. Oh, so Mitchie, we'll come back to Mitchie. I think his computer's crashed. So I don't know if you are going to host his show. Everything's just... Oh, no, the pressure. Yeah, the gone pressure's to water. gone to him. Um, we might take a quick break. We'll come back and get Mitchie's thoughts on race number four and have a look at the rest of the card there at Rose Hill. Weekend preview time. We're going through the Sydney meeting on Saturday. Rolls out six metres. Mitchie Lewis, we just lost you there before the fourth race. Malkovich, the boys are keen on him for Bjorn Baker. And Joshy Parr, do you share their confidence in the fourth race? Yeah, sorry about that, guys. My computer decided to do a reset mid-show. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I thought Malkovich will get the map set up. Um, like it at the slightly better price. Really looking forward to the Widden Stakes over the 1,100 metres. Lady of Camelot started favouring the gym crack. Is it 2.20 to win first up after finishing fourth on that occasion? I love Celerity, $5. Um, she was out of one of my favourite mares of all time um, when she was trained by the great Nifty Parnham in WA. And, um, of course, that mare was Ali Kasum. And she was purchased for close to a million dollars at the English Easter sales for, from Cadolphin last year. So she's five dollars here. Manal at five fifty won the Jim Crack. Alanea at five fifty that was impressive as 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 well on debut. And then we go down to Frobel Star at twelve dollars. Mickey Gannon, what do you make of this race? I love this race. I think it gives us a really really good betting opportunity here. Gia Linear. I'll let Dan probably touch on the trials because he was very keen to give me into this. But I thought it's last start in the gym crack was, was better than Lady Camelot. I, I don't understand the price difference. Maybe it's the colours. Maybe it's the barrier yeah. draw. Granted, you know, the wide barrier from the 1,100-metre start isn't ideal, but we know this horse will roll forward. It'll be nice and confident from that stable. And I think Alinea is clearly the, the better of the two, Dino. Oh, 100%. You hit the nail on the head. I cannot understand how or why Lady of Camelot is so short. There's no pot on the horse. It's just purely a price perspective. All three come through in the market. Um, Maniel at the top, Alina and Lady of Kamal come through the gym crack. So we get a great guide and nothing in the gym crack 
told me that Lady of Camelot is a $2 shot here. So keen to take her on at the price. I'm going to have a really strong two-bet play, the two, Alina, and the first starter, Celerity. I think they both get their map and the run of the race. If we look at times and we look at the way they go about it, I just love the progression of Alina between preparations. Her trials from last prep to this prep have been absolutely chalk and cheese. And I'd suggest that out of the Widden Stakes, uh, Mitchie, we find a couple of these fillies uh, might be the top end of the two-year-olds this time in. Yeah, I, I found this one tricky enough. I'm happy to follow the boys in for this one, Gareth. All right, Dan, it's it's a it's a watch race for mine, but it's an intriguing race there on Saturday at uh, Rose Hill. What about race number six over the 2,000 metres? Um, benchmark 78. You've got Morning Sun at 3.20, Age of Sale, um, next best at $4. Angel of Light at six fifty. The Englishman at eight fifty. Kettle Hill at 10 Sky out at 11 here. Mitchie Lewis, your thoughts on race six? Yeah, I like Morning Sun in this race. I thought the setup was really nice. Barrier two, uh, second up, up in trip to a distance that he's never missed a place over. So I think it sets up nicely for Morning Sun, Dino. Yeah, interesting. They scratched out of Warwick Farm yesterday. An easier contest to go to a stronger contest on a Saturday. I think James has gone on the saddle. Um, two from three at the trip. Uh, has a win second up as well. So I think anything, everything Gano points towards Morning Sun going um, one better there second up. Yeah, spot on, fellas. I was super, super keen. Morning Sun devastated at the scratch yesterday because it was an absolute mm. good thing. Get J-Mac in uh, on Saturday. So that's, that's a big plus. And uh, I suggest probably that's the reason why they've gone because they didn't have J-Mac booked yes, uh, yesterday. Right. Looks really hard to beat. Looks progressive. And uh, it figures overseas are, are better than this, G. Beautiful. We'll take a break. Come back and have a look at the quaddy leagues at Rose Hill. Welcome back to the weekend preview. Thanks to Bet365. Let's run through these other races. Robusto 320. First look at the Quaddy Race 7. Estadia Mistala just missed out the other day, 420. So risque at $6. Anything goes at $650. Iter at $9. Then Logan Street Line at $11. Mickey Gannon. So yeah, I had a start here at Mastella as a horse to follow, but I just don't like it in this race. I really hope they scratch and go elsewhere. So uh, no bets for me here. All right, then, Dean Watling. Yeah, I think if you do like uh, Stella and Mastella, uh, the Joe Pride seven-day backup reads incredibly well. Strikes at around 14% for profit on turnover, 4% over the last three years. So like that set up for that horse. I think the value in this race is Logan Street line. Yet to miss a place first up, often sprints well fresh. Gate four, Tommy Berry. The money does come late. I think, Mitchie, that's a horse we really have to watch. Yeah, I like that from you, Dino. But I had Estadio Mistella on top in this race. The quick backup was the positive for me. And third up, I think, can go close. All right, then. So Estadio Mistella, the boys buttering up again, apart from Mickey Gannon, who wants them to scratch. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you love that, don't you? Yeah, I love it. Um, I just think it's a real easy one in, two weeks, in a week's time. That's all, G. All right, then. Infatuation at three forty in race eight. Power, powerful peg at four eighty. Built at five dollars. Salt coats at five fifty. Grasses Styler at six fifty. Conrad out to seventeen dollars now. Dino. Yeah, I was like a disappointed dad last start with powerful peg. Really keen. Market support loved that horse. Crunched in and then just turned up on race day and didn't deliver. I think this is key and shows why reviewing yeah. races is so important. They've gone around six point six lengths faster than average to the six. As that horse has gone to let down, it's gone backwards. I think they've just gone way too hard up front. I think the speed map on Saturday reads a lot better, and we're getting a big, juicy price just because of a last-up failure. So 
I'm really keen here, boys. Mickey Gannon on Powerful Peg to bounce back in a big way in race eight. I'm proud of you, Dan, because usually you drop off after one bad run, but you kind <laughs> to learn your lesson, and I think you might be on the mark here. I, I've got no real opinion of the race, but I, I definitely uh, can see Powerful Peg improving, Pete. Mitchie? Yeah, I'm powerful peg on top. Dino touched on it well. I thought third up reads nicely down in grade, and the map was key for me. So powerful peg on top. Mickey Gannon, you're keen on our Cobber son at $2. He's been well supported. Dipsy Doodle, three twenty, So good, so cool at eight fifty in race nine. Yeah. Yeah, I won't use the M word, but uh, it'll be winning. He's got a very, very favorable map here over the 1,200 metres. Clear best of the day, G. And uh, I'll leave you my staking plan because I've got to bounce. Our yep. Toby son uh, into Enzina, the $200, take the double. All right, beautiful. Love it. What about you here, Dino? Yep, think hard enough to beat our Kobe son. Dipsy Doodle's the danger, but yet to perform first up in two preparations. So maybe he needs the run here, and I think if that reads well, will suit your narrative. Our Kobe son's hard enough to beat. So between those two, Mitchie, uh, no bet race for me, though. Yeah, our Kobe son on top in this race as well. Looks too hard to beat in really good form. J-Mac on. In the final race, this is a good race. The Black Cloud, who's unbeaten at the moment, she's beautifully bred at $3 for Joe Pride. Steffi Magnetico, I was talking to Bjorn Baker today. Looks like they might save her for another day. She's well in the market at five fifty. Bubba's Bay at $8. We'll lend her at eight fifty. after light out to $10. French Endeavour at $10 here. Um, Dino, what are you doing in the final event? Yeah, not 10 or doesn't tend to be my type of odds, but I think French Endeavour is really, really well placed here. It's come up incredibly big odds. The recent trial was exceptional. Gate one reads well. She's a filly that's on the ride. She's got tactical speed, smart three-year-old form from last preparation. And around that $9, I'd be happy enough to take her. I know there's no jockey book, but she's got no nominations anywhere else. So I'm guessing she's going to go here. Look for a jockey to be booked, Mitchie. And I think French Endeavour is probably the best value across the entire 10 races there at Rose Hill. I was giving Willunder a really good chance each way. I sort of thought the race uh, that he comes out of last start rated quite nicely. And I think if you can improve off that with a light weight, uh, he'll go pretty close to it each way as well. All right, then. Mickey Gannon likes VC each way at $17 and four twenty for Kiramar and Tommy Berry. Anisa, um $200 the win into our Cobber's son. $200 the win is the play there from Mickey Gannon with his staking plan. Dino, what are you doing there? at um, Rose Hill. Yeah, just recapping on my Caulfield staking plan, race one, number $100 on lost. Uh, my staking plan at Rose Hill, we're going to go to race five. We're going to have $50 each on race five, number two, Alina, and race five, number three, Celerity in the Widden Stakes. Outside of that, I really like Powerful Peg mm -hmm. um, in race number eight and in race number 10, a French Endeavour for me, right. Mitchie. 30 seconds, Mitchie. Yeah, so my recap of the staking plan, $200 at Caulfield, 100 race four, number two, Anisa, and 100 race eight, number one, wrote to Arataki. Well done, boys. A lot of fun on the weekend preview. Good luck on the Saturday. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, of course. But, um, yep, enjoy the rest of your day. And can't wait for Saturday. Then after Saturday, there's 17 consecutive Group 1 days from All Stakes Day to Stradbroke Day. So it doesn't get any better for us racing fans. Good on you, lads. Thank you.